0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the next bonus episode from this season, and to the trend of containing folklore from different regions. Today's episode is all about Jewish folklore, and last week we covered Native American folklore if you want to check that out. Jewish culture dates back thousands of years and contains many old traditions that have affected other religions as well as the rest of the world. This culture has been through so much, from anti-Semitism, to being exiled, to the Holocaust, yet their cultural traditions stand strong today, and this is quite impressive. They have a very firm belief in God, and some of their holidays are celebrated by people of all origins, such as Hanukkah, where the candles on the menorah are lit. Some Jewish people can be compared to the Amish as they try to limit their screen time and use of technology. Their culture is vast and consists of many unique foods, traditions, and customs. The most commonly spoken language of the Jewish people is Hebrew. What I like most about Jewish folklore is the ingenuity behind them, the lesson to be learned, and just how interesting it is. Please enjoy this story with a beautiful hidden message about what it means to have something from nothing. When Joseph was a baby, his grandfather made him a wonderful blanket to keep him warm and cozy and to chase away bad dreams. But as Joseph grew older, the wonderful blanket grew older too. One day, his mother said to him, Joseph, look at your blanket. It's frazzled, it's worn, it's unsightly, it's torn. It's time to throw it out. Grandpa can fix it, Joseph said. Joseph's grandfather took the blanket and turned it round and round. Hmm, he said, as his scissors went snip, 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 and his needle flew in and out and in and out. There's just enough material here to make a wonderful jacket. Joseph put on the wonderful jacket and went outside to play. But as Joseph grew older, the wonderful jacket grew older too. One day, his mother said to him, Joseph, look at your jacket. It's shrunken and small, doesn't fit you at all. It's time to throw it out. Grandpa can fix it, Joseph said. Joseph's grandfather took the jacket and turned it round and round. Hmm, he said as the scissors went snip, 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 and he flew his needle in, out, out, out. There's just enough material here to make. A wonderful vest. Joseph wore the wonderful vest to school the next day. But as Joseph grew older, the wonderful vest grew older, too. One day his mother said to him, Joseph, look at your vest. It's spotted with glue and there's paint on it, too. It's time to throw it out. Grandpa can fix it, Joseph said. Joseph's grandfather took the vest and turned it round and round. Hmm, he said, as his scissors went snip, 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 and his needle flew in and out and in and out. There's just enough material here to make. A wonderful tie! Joseph wore the wonderful tie to his grandparents' house every Friday. But as Joseph grew older, his wonderful tie grew older too. One day, his mother said to him, Joseph, look at your tie. This big stain of soup makes the end of it droop. It's time to throw it out. Grandpa can fix it, Joseph said. Joseph's grandfather took the tie and turned it round and round. Hmm, he said. As his scissors went snip, 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 and his needle flew in and out and in and out. There's just enough material here to make a wonderful handkerchief. Joseph used the wonderful handkerchief to keep his pebble collection safe. But as Joseph grew older, his wonderful handkerchief grew older too. One day, his mother said to him, Joseph, look at your handkerchief. It's been used till it's tattered. It's blotched and it's splattered. It's time to throw it out. Grandpa can fix it, Joseph said. Joseph's grandfather took the handkerchief and turned it round, round, round. Hmm, he said as the scissors went snip, 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 and his needle flew in and out and in and out. There's just enough material here to make. A wonderful button. Joseph wore the wonderful button on his suspenders to hold his pants up. One day, his mother said to him, Joseph, where is your button? Joseph looked. It was gone. He searched everywhere, but he couldn't find it. Joseph ran down to his grandfather's house. My button, my wonderful button is lost. His mother ran after him. Joseph, listen to me. The button is gone. Finished. Kapoot. Even your grandfather can't make something from nothing. Joseph's grandfather shook his head sadly. I'm afraid that your mother is right, he said. The next day, Joseph went to school. Hmm, he said as his pen went scratch 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 all over the paper. There's just enough material here. To make a wonderful story. So I hope you really like that story. And next, I'm going to be reading some other clever Jewish folk tales that will get your minds spinning. Animal Arithmetic When an old woman died, her sons learned that she had left all her property to charity except for her goats. Her oldest son was to get one half of the goats, the second son would get one third, and the youngest would get one ninth. The problem was that there were seventeen goats. Seventeen can't be divided evenly into halves, thirds, or ninth. So the three brothers went to the rabbi and asked him for advice. How could they respect their mother's last wishes without the help of the village butcher? After pondering the matter for a very long time, The rabbi brought over one of his own goats to help solve the problem. Why did he do this? Did the goat know math better than the rabbi? At this point, you may pause the podcast to try to think of a solution. In five seconds, I'll give the solution. So the solution is that when the rabbi brought his own goat, it made 18 goats in all. Now, the oldest son can take one half of the herd, which is nine goats. The middle son can take one third, which is six goats. And then the last son can take one ninth and two goats. Nine plus six plus two is seventeen. There's one goat left, so he'll take his goat back. Next is to tell the truth. Once an Arabian Caliph issued a terrible order. All Jews who come to my kingdom. Must identify themselves to the guards. If they lie, chop off their heads. If they tell the truth, hang them at once. And death to the guard who makes a mistake. By this cruel law, the caliph planned to kill all the Jews of Arabia. One day, a Jewish woman arrived at the border. When the guards commanded her to identify herself, she said something that saved her life. What did she say? So pause the podcast at this time, and I'll give the answer in five seconds. She said, I am a woman who is going to be beheaded today. By saying this, the woman made sure that the guards would always make a mistake. If they behead her, she would be telling the truth, and therefore should have been hanged and not beheaded. But if they hang her, she would have been telling a lie and should have been beheaded. So this clever trick of hers actually saved her life. The final story is 100 Rubles. The Tsar of Russia learned the answer to a difficult riddle from a poor Jewish farmer working in the fields. He paid the farmer a ruble to keep the answer a secret. Swear, he said, that you shall not breathe a word about it until you have seen my face again a hundred times. The farmer took the rouble and promised. The Tsar then challenged his ministers to solve the riddle within thirty days. The ministers all thought that they were very clever, but as the days passed, they began to get desperate. Then one of them remembered seeing the Tsar whispering with the old farmer. The minister had no trouble finding the farmer, but the farmer refused to tell him the answer. However, said the poor farmer, if you are able to pay me a hundred rubles, then I'll tell you. The minister agreed. When the Tsar learned, that the answer to his riddle was the talk of the palace, he knew that the old farmer had betrayed him. He had him arrested, and the farmer was brought before him. Your Highness, he protested, I did not break my promise. How could the farmer have told the secret without breaking his promise? Try to pause the podcast and think of an answer here, and I'll give you the answer in about five seconds. The answer is that the farmer had indeed seen the Tsar's face a hundred times stamped on each ruble that the minister paid him. So thank you very much for listening to this episode, and I hope you had an enriching cultural experience and that you were exposed to a little bit of what Jewish culture and folklore has to offer. Thank you so much. I implore you to soar.